coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Josh Hediger, and he is with Fitness Premier. Welcome, Josh. Hey, Lee. How are you doing? I am doing great. Um, before we get too far into things, tell us a little bit about Fitness Premier. All right. So Fitness Premier, we are a hybrid concept fitness model. So, you know, our clubs range from 7,500 to 12,000 square feet. Uh, you f- kind of find us in the middle of, you know, an Orange Theory and a LA Fitness. We kind of take the best of both worlds, combine it into one hybrid fitness model and, you know, serve underserved communities, you know, typically 15,000 people or less. And we provide them with, you know, the absolute best fitness facility that we can. So um, what are you seeing in the fitness world now? There seems to be so many choices for the consumer. There's so many things they could be doing at home. There's so many boutique clubs. There's so many kind of low-priced, you know, uh, opportunities. Where, where is the opportunity for Fitness Premier? You know, I think it's great that there is so much opportunity for people to invest in their house because that's really what it is. You know, we typically only need to tap into 10 to 12% of our markets, which we do in, in all 17 of our locations currently. If that number rises, obviously profitability rises as well. How we kind of tap into that is we give a, we, the markets we go into typically, we don't deal with more than two to three competitors. And we tend to believe that we do what we do better than them. So when we get members in the door, we're providing them with a solution, not just a treadmill to you know walk on a couple times a week, but we're providing them a full plan that includes recovery, nutrition, training, and you know it's just all encompassing, and it it provides a real, really easy way for that individual to make a healthy choice in their life. Now, is your customer typically the person who is sedentary that is moving maybe to their first or one of the first the gyms that they join, or is this somebody that is kind of been around the block a little and this is offering them something different that's more customized to you know the outcome they desire? You know, it's definitely a combination of both. I, th- I think the main kind of our main mission is that every person who walks it through the door receives the just the absolute best everything. Um, we have a saying like we tell people on their first tour, like, hey, 95% of people who join gyms don't get what they join the gym for. We don't want that to be you. We don't want that to be us. So, you know, we're going to hold your hand. We're going to make sure you're accountable to everything you tell us you're coming in here for today. Um, We don't want to see you fizzle out after a month and not achieve your results. So, you know, that could resonate with the person who's been to five other gyms and hasn't really seen progress or hasn't ever achieved what they joined the gym for or the person who's never went into a gym and they don't really know what to expect. We're going to hold both their hands and make sure that they give us some goals on that first day that they want to accomplish. And, and we're going to hold them to that the whole way through. So how do you do that? Do you employ technology to help them stay compliant with their uh, wellness and workout program? It's a mix of both. So um, obviously a lot of personal contact in that first, you know, few visits. Um, typically they come in for a tour. They might buy a uh, 
a membership, you know, ranging from 24 to 39 bucks a month, super affordable for any consumer. Then from that first meeting, we're going to, we're going to schedule a one hour consultation with one of our managers or trainers at the facility. Um, they are going to de- decide and develop a plan together um, that fits both their monetary and or their financial and their time kind of restrictions. Um, once they do that, we do incorporate technology with, you know, weekly checkups, text messages, as well as we have a uh, app that integrates trainerize, um, which can actually show them exactly what workout they're doing each day on their phone. Um, we have an FP live attachment that kind of goes with that. Um, so think like Les Mills or any of the other, you know, at home virtual workouts, any members with us do receive FP live. So if they can't make it into the gym one day where, you know, we're based in Chicago. So if it's snowy and they don't want to get in the car, they don't want to shovel, they can, they can turn on one of the virtual workouts and do it right from the comfort of their home. And, um, when, what, what do you find? You've been in the fitness world for a minute and, um, historically, the difficulty in, in an individual being compliant and sticking with the program is is really low, and it's probably much lower than the average person thinks. Why do you think that is? Is it just that the the facilities or the program that they're with is just not um, keeping them interested over time, or is it just kind of how humans are that we're just it's just a difficult thing for us to stay compliant with? Like, what's your kind of theory on? why um, it's so hard for people to stick with any type of wellness, nutrition, or exercise program? I think it's a mix of both, right? Like, as humans, um, we don't like hard. Obviously, everything we do in today, you know, is designed to make our lives more easy, more efficient. Um, So I think someone, you know, putting in an hour of work three to four times a week, that's that's grueling to some people. Like, that's hard. Um, And then I think there's a lot of, you know, people who are in the fitness industry who do a poor job of holding those people's hands and keeping them accountable. Not to say that we don't lose members and, you know, lose people off their plan. Um, but I definitely think it's human nature to kind of want to stray away. And then I think it's it's a downfall on some of the people in the fitness industry who, who kind of let them walk away. Um, there's definitely a misconception with like, a lot of people have a fear of their gyms kind of trapping them and not letting them in. So I don't want to say like, that's what we do, but we, we really are personable with our members. Um, we have a, we have a program called team training where we actually spend, you know, hours outside of the gym with our members. Um, we, we go to kids baseball games, we sponsor the, you know, youth ministry project or whatever the case may be. So we, we kind of want to become a staple in their lives. So when their lives get hard, they don't run from us. They're, they're kind of already in- integrated with us. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a combination of both human and downfall on the fitness professionals in the industry. But um, that's just one of the hurdles you have to overcome when you're in this industry. So what's your backstory? How did you get involved uh, with Fitness Premier and in the fitness world? So I kind of came, you know, completely at it was a completely random, uh, decision. Um, I graduated college in December of 2019, right before COVID hit. Uh, I was a two-time All-American football player and, you know, had a decent shot at the NFL, worked out for a few teams, went through the whole process. And then, you know, March of 2020, COVID shut everything down. So I was kind of stuck in like a standstill of, do I continue trying for football? Do I, you know, go into work? And that's when Jason Markowitz, who was the founder and CEO of Fitness Premier, who was also an alumni from my college reached out to me and he said, Hey, let's, you know, let's meet, let's talk. He kind of presented me with this, 
they just started franchising, you know, a year or two earlier, he had a vision of how many locations he wanted to take the brand to, um, what he wanted to do. And I, I kind of just resonated with his competitive spirit, you know, his vision, what he wanted to do, the culture of fitness premier and, um, kind of went out on a whirlwind. It wasn't my major in college. Um, I always wanted to get into business, never knew what it was. Um, but I kind of seen that vision with him. I started as a franchisee and then elevated into a role where now I had the uh, franchise development of the brand. Now, where do you find the, the uh, qualities or maybe the personalities of a successful franchisee with this brand? Uh, are they kind of people like you that maybe had a, you know, was in fitness in some form, maybe not the business side, but you were an athlete or are they kind of these new professional franchisees where they have several brands and they, this is just a complimentary kind of brand in their portfolio? So we actually have um, a very wide, ver- wide array of franchisees on our team right now. And I think it's a testament to our back office support team and, you know, being able to work with anyone. I think the biggest um, standout component that you need for to be a franchisee with us is to just want to help your community. Um, we go into, like I said, communities that are, you know, 10 to 15,000 people and typically they're underserved when it comes to, you know, the service industry. So to become a staple, that's a, that's a special type of person that wants to, you know, show up to the, to the league softball game or, you know, to show up to the commerce meetings with, you know, 10 other business owners. I think really just wanting to help that community thrive is, is a component you need to be successful with us. But we have franchisees who are like myself, former athletes, kind of been around fitness their whole life who have found success. And we have franchisees, we have multi-unit franchisees who've never really, I don't even know if they've played a sport and um, they have success as well. I think our back office support team does an excellent job with tailoring their service to the needs of the franchisee. Because frankly, we have some who operate their business day to day um, they're in the training sessions. They're in those first, you know, appointments and tours. And then we have franchisees who are just in the club once or twice a month. Um, and they rely on a general manager operating partner to do most of that day to day. So the biggest, like I said, the biggest uh, component you need to be successful with us is just to want to make a difference in that community that either you're from or, you know, that you find that we fit the market. Now, any advice for maybe uh, former athletes that, um, you know, they finish, uh, you know, they went as far as they can go in their sport, and now they're in that point of transition. And that's a difficult time for an athlete, especially that has achieved as much as you've achieved, where a lot of your identity is in that sport. You're, you are a football player, and then all of a sudden, you're not a football player. And it might seem like, well, what can I do now? Uh, you know, it's a difficult transition for a lot of folks. Any advice for those former athletes when they're looking for their next move um, to consider franchising or to consider a fitness franchise where it is kind of tangentially connected and you are serving people and you are, you know, creating that team atmosphere that you probably enjoyed in your sport, but it also, you have the skills to be a successful business person in terms of having discipline, you know, believing in the team, like all these kind of qualities, maybe the softer skill qualities that, that are the intangibles that what it takes to be successful in business. So I feel like you just took all those lines straight from me because I, I can't say that that's all true enough. You know, 
I came, everyone always is always shocked how young I am. And they're like, Oh, you're doing all this at a young age. But I'm like, honestly, I've been doing all this for years. You know, the, the time management, the work ethic, the drive, the discipline you need to be successful in a sport, I think goes hand in hand with business ownership and franchising. So when I kind of fell into this opportunity, like I loved it. I was like, all right, I'm building a culture with my team at the location as well as the corporate team. Um, you know, I'm, if if stuff goes wrong, it's on me. Stuff goes right, it's on me. And I think that's the best thing. I didn't want to, you know, be a part of a chain where, you know, I, I really didn't make a difference. Um, I think being an athlete, you kind of you kind of always strive to make a difference. You, you're always looking to make a play per se. Um, and I think franchising slash small business ownership gives you that ability. And you know, if you have if you have those those qualities, like we said, if you're willing to show up early, you're willing to stay late you're willing to put in whatever work is necessary to make that business succeed, you will find one, a more fulfilling career path in this industry. And two, just, you know, better outcome for yourself, because at the end of the day, no one's going to work as hard for you as you are. Um, when you're on the field, it's, it's a really easy analogy for whatever reason it gets lost in the professional slash workplace. But I really think it's something that more athletes need to consider because they do have, like we said, the qualities that it takes to be successful. So what do you need more of? How can we help? Do you need more franchisees? You need more people on your team to grow the franchise brand, um, more customers yeah, right. for fitness premier. What do you need? <laughs> All of the above. Uh, no, honestly, we're at a, we're at a point of growth right now. We, we mapped out, we just went through the um, EOS, implementation uh for the second time as a company you know we're really you know we've dialed in what our growth looks like and now we're just you know we're executing what we need to to be successful um we're at 17 locations now we predict we'll be at just over 20 by the end of the year we have four um in progress we've signed we recently signed a franchisee in georgia um, we have some plans in Wisconsin right now, so we're, we're, we're expanding to a few new states. Um, we're adding people to the team and we're, we're constantly looking for franchisees. You know, our process is super diligent with who we kind of let into our team because we are so, um, culture community based, like we want to make sure everyone's the right fit for us. So, um, all of the above to answer your question and, uh, you know, we're on that path. Well, if somebody wants to learn more about the opportunity, what is the website for Fitness Premier and or the best way to get a hold of you or somebody on your team? So they could go to fitnesspremierclubs.com or 1851franchisefitforyoufranchising.com. Um, my, my, my personal number is 708-289-1681. Um, feel free to call, text, email me uh, any hour if you're looking for for any of that information, whether you're looking to come join one of our clubs or uh, come build a club of your own, I'm always available. Good stuff. Well, Josh, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work. We appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come on and talk. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.